When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, on ESPN Plus, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Amber Wilson. He's Michael Rothstein. We are filling in for the guys today. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Mike Rothstein. You can give me a follow as well, at Amber W Sports. So much to get to today, Michael, and of course, tons of NFL storylines. But before we do that, it is V-Week here at ESPN, which is when we partner with the V Foundation to highlight the urgent need for cancer research. This is game-changing research that helps save lives. You can join the fight against cancer by visiting v.org slash donate 100%. 100%. Every cent that you donate goes directly to cancer research. The V Foundation is something that is so very important to me. Many, many years ago, Michael, actually, I think over a decade ago, I donated money myself to the V Foundation. At the time, I was young. I hadn't yet been touched by cancer myself. But, of course, we've all been touched by cancer in some way. And I knew certainly that I would be, unfortunately, at some point in my life. And I donated money to the V Foundation. I actually got the photos behind me, if you're watching on ESPN Plus, through the V Foundation, through an auction, through donating money to cancer research. And then it wasn't many years later when I was only 32 years old. I was diagnosed with breast cancer myself, fought cancer myself in my early 30s after I survived uh, and managed to beat cancer. I lost my mother uh, just less than two years later to brain cancer. I lost my grandmother three months later to lung cancer. Unfortunately, cancer has touched my family in unspeakable ways. My father has had melanoma numerous times. And so cancer is something so important to me and so is cancer research. I just wanted to take a moment here to really highlight the V Foundation, v.org slash donate. I wouldn't be sitting here without funds to cancer research. Well, Amber, first off, I'm glad that you are healthy. Uh, that is, I think, first and foremost, everything that should be with that. And obviously what Amber was talking about in terms of donating. Unfortunately, cancer is something that hits everybody. And, and it's hit me as well. My mom died of leukemia in 2014 after a really long battle. I have friends who have had cancer, fought most of the time successfully, thankfully, so far. I have friends of family members who have cancer at the moment and family members of friends who are dealing with cancer at the moment. So cancer is something I think that we all know at this point impacts every family. There is no discriminatory, cancer does not discriminatory, discriminate. Cancer does not does not matter if you are rich. It does not matter if you are poor. Cancer, unfortunately, hits so many people in this world. And I mean, I know for my family what it did with my mom, with people, other people in our family who I didn't know we were going to be talking about this necessarily off the top. So I didn't get permission from them to talk about it. 
it's just so important that we try and find a cure, try and find a way to get more research and also find a way to get more help for people who are currently dealing with cancer. And Mm -hmm. the V Foundation does so much of that in spades. And it's why we're talking about about it, why Amber's talking about it, why I'm talking about it this week. It's one of the best cancer charities. 100, 100%. Every cent you donate goes to cancer research. And cancer research, it's not just about living and dying when you battle cancer. It's about so many other things. Like for me, because I was so young in my 30s, being able to maintain my fertility and, and, and be able to have a child after cancer and all sorts of things like that. That's all thanks to cancer research. And so it's so important to donate if you can. V.org slash donate. We really, really appreciate it. We are here, though, on Canty and Carlin to talk, of course, about sports. Don't you worry. We're going to do that. You can also join the conversation. News from Canty and Carlin Nation. Just hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call in line. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888 So we've got some big news on a return in the NFL this week, Michael. Deshaun Watson, he has finished serving that 11-game suspension for violating the league's conduct policy by committing sexual assault as defined by the NFL on massage therapists. He also had to pay a $5 million fine. He had to undergo mandatory treatment. He has done all of that. That means that Deshaun Watson is returning for the Cleveland Browns on Sunday to face his former team, the Houston Texans. Michael, it marks exactly 700 days, 700 days since Deshaun Watson played in a regular season game. The last time he played in a regular season game was January 3rd, 2021. We are going to talk about this from a football perspective, of course, not making light of anything that he was accused of, but the reality is that there's football that's going to be played and we're going to be covering it. And from a football perspective, Michael, it's hard to imagine that you can take off 700 days and come into this thing right now with the Browns and not be rusty. Oh, I mean, rusty is probably an understatement. I know that Deshaun Watson used that term today. However, I think that is really setting a pretty high bar for how bad this could go because it's not only rust in terms of timing with receivers, in terms of getting play calls in, in terms of getting that muscle memory back. There's also just the very real reality of this. Deshaun Watson has not played football in 700 days. And what happens is your body has to get used to that. We see it all the time at the start of training camp. And these are guys who are training all the time that they haven't had an elongated break. Soft tissue injuries happen. We've seen it when guys come back from a year away. Soft tissue injuries happen. If I'm Deshaun Watson, I would have some concern of, okay, how's my body going to hold up over this? And if I'm the Browns, I have real concerns about that because it's not like Deshaun Watson is a statue pocket passer. We all know this. He does get out there. He does like to run on occasion and he just hasn't been in that environment for two, almost two years at this point. So to me that from a football perspective, and listen, there's so much beyond football that supersedes this, but from a pure football perspective, that would be a pretty big concern for me with the Cleveland Browns, not only timing with receivers he hasn't played with and not only play calls and no understanding the offense, but of actual injury standpoint, that to me is, I would think, among the bigger football concerns that would happen here. But of course, Amber, there are many others as well. 
Yes, of course. But we did see the rust make an appearance in the preseason when we did see Deshaun Watson play some in the preseason. He was in front of the media today. Here was part of Deshaun Watson, the quarterback of the Browns now, the starting quarterback of the Browns. Here was part of his opening statement. I understand that you guys have, uh, you know, a lot of questions. um, But with my legal team and my clinical team, um, there's only football questions that I can really address at this time. And I also want to thank, uh, most importantly, Jacoby, uh, the big brother he's been to to me and everyone in that locker room, the passion, the grit, the leadership he has shown uh, these past weeks. Everyone has seen it. I mean, he's, uh, he's the ultimate guy that everyone wants to you know, follow. So uh, he's been awesome for me. Uh, our relationship has been great. The bond has been great. Uh, and we're going to continue to grow from there and uh, you know, help win some, some more football games for the Cleveland Browns. So Deshaun Watson trying to limit the questioning to football. I mean, good luck with trying to steer the conversation (laughs) just to football. I think it's going to be a long time, frankly, before it's just football when it comes to Deshaun Watson. Even the crowd tonight, or even the crowd on Sunday night, is probably going to let Deshaun know a thing or two that it's not just football, maybe. Uh, I would bank on that 100% because remember where this game is, Amber. This Mm -hmm. game, the NFL, you know... I'm not going to be conspiracy theorist here, but the NFL set the suspension. And when does he come off suspension? Oh, yeah. When the Cleveland Browns go to play Houston, the Texans, where, oh, where did, where was Deshaun playing before? Houston. Where did the majority of the 25 allegations that at least were filed civilly occur? Harris County, Texas. Where's that? Houston. Multiple of the women who have made allegations against Deshaun Watson have said that they will possibly attend this game on Sunday because they want their voices to be heard and they want him to know, hey, this is not necessarily over, even if it might be from a legal perspective. So, yeah, Deshaun Watson's not going to be able to avoid this. That's pretty clear, I think. And if he thinks that he can and... If he's delusional enough to think that he can, well, he has to talk to his advisors around him and maybe get better advisors because there is no way that this was going away this week. And it's no, there's no way this is going away, frankly, for a long time, if ever, during his career because of the gravity and the breadth of how many people were accusing him of varying things, alleging from sexual misconduct to inappropriate touching. Yeah, and and you're right. I mean, certainly this week is going to certainly be part of the conversation because he is facing the Houston Texans. Here is Deshaun Watson at his press conference today on facing his former team. I'm excited to just play football in general um, in front of Cleveland Browns fans, but also in front of some of the Houston Texans fans. Uh, You know, I respect the whole organization of the Houston Texans. I respect them and their family. I respect everyone that was there that drafted me in 2017. There's been great memories, fun memories. Uh, I, you know, I still have a home in Houston. Uh, I still have friends and family that, that's still in Houston. The relationships are still there. People, some of the players on the team, you know, I play with are seen, you know, come up from, you know, maybe practice squad or from injuries. So, uh, you know, I'm excited to get in front of all those fans. I have so much love for the city of, of Houston and H town and everyone in that city pretty much knows that uh so i'm excited to do that but you know the most important thing is you know i'm excited to be in front of the cleveland browns fans for sure it'll be interesting to see michael i don't know how much love that city is going to have for him and not (laughs) just because not just and i'm not talking about just the heinous allegations obviously 
But don't forget, before any of that, Deshaun Watson was trying to get traded, right? He was trying to force his way out of that city that he claims he loves so much. That probably doesn't sit well with those fans. No, listen, we'll never know whether the trade request that Deshaun Watson had made came in part because he might have known that this was coming down, right? Like, we will never, ever know that based off of the timing of things because it was, what, a couple of months before and throughout all the legal, uh, throughout the entire legal process, there were conversations about settlements with Ashley Solis, who was the first woman to make the accusation against Deshaun Watson. And those conversations were happening, and we don't know when exactly those started. So the trade request could have come maybe concurrent to when he first heard that, oh, maybe something might happen here. But all of that said, yeah, I can't imagine that there are going to be many, if any, Texans fans who are going to sit there and say, yeah, you know what, Let, let's let's give this guy a round of applause. Like, no, that that's just not going to happen. You don't see it with guys who move on in better circumstances, let alone something like this, Amber. There's no way I can see that. I anticipate there will be a lot of boos and probably a lot of signs that might end up being taken by security because of their vulgarity before they even get into the stadium. I would imagine so. So that matchup comes in a hostile, we think, environment for Deshaun Watson as the Browns take on the Texans Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Be a part of Canty and Carla Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Michael Rostein and I will be talking some college ball on today's show, so you're going to want to stay tuned for that. Again, you can give him a follow on Twitter, at Mike Rostein. You can give me a follow at Amber W Sports. We're filling in for the guys today on Canty and Carlin, but we've got a matchup tonight in the NFL, Michael. So let's talk about this AFC East duel that's on deck. Kicks off week 13 in the NFL, and it is the Buffalo Bills against the New England Patriots. Two teams in very different situations. The Bills find themselves battling with Miami at the top of the standings there in the East, whereas the Patriots find themselves battling for the (laughs) bottom of that division, uh, situations that certainly we would have found unthinkable just a few years ago. Buffalo is sitting at 8-3 and on the season. The Patriots are sitting at 6-5 and on the season. What about this matchup? Other than the fact that it's got huge divisional implications. What about this matchup do you find interesting tonight? Well, first of all, Amber, just to kind of put a finer point on this, yeah, the the Jets and the Patriots may be toward the bottom of the AFC East, but they're both very much in the playoff picture because you look at most divisions in the NFL and the bottom of that division, they're figuring out their draft positioning and draft stock, except for really the NFC East, the AFC East, and the mess that I cover because I cover the Atlanta Falcons, the (laughs) NFC South, where nobody is over 500, where in the AFC East, everybody is over 500. So to me, I think that that is the most intriguing storyline because right now for both of these teams, the stakes I think are different. For the Bills, it is you win this game and you're getting a little bit closer to that potential number one overall seed and a divisional title, which will probably mean one, if not two, home games. And in Buffalo, that's a huge advantage. If you are the Patriots, you need to win this game because you do hold the tiebreaker over the Jets for the wild card spot if that comes into play. And you want to put yourself in a position where it doesn't come into play because you are so far ahead. 
And to me, those are the implications for both of these teams. The other thing, Amber, for Buffalo is if you get that by, we know the Bills are hurt. Von Miller is banged up. Josh Allen is getting healthier but still a little banged up. If you can get that by, that gives those guys an extra week to rest up, to be healthy. And at that time of year, Amber, that's huge. The buy is absolutely huge. I do question for Buffalo. I think there's a conversation to be had about how huge home field advantage is. Because you're thinking, okay, well, it's <laughs> Buffalo, New York, right? So who the heck wants to be there in December or January? Except for what's interesting about the way that that Buffalo team is constructed, it's almost not constructed for their own weather environment, right? Because it's limiting then Josh Allen on what he can do with his arm. And the way that team sort of constructed is to sort of have this very dynamic offense. And I don't know then if for Buffalo, it's necessarily a huge advantage to be playing in Buffalo, New York, say, as opposed to a Miami, Florida. Now, I guess the counter argument to that would be, I would imagine going from Buffalo to New York to Miami in January is probably quite the change in temperature. And if you're changing temperature that drastically, maybe you're not super prepared for it at that time of year. But do you know what I'm saying about the way that the Bills play football? It's not exactly a ground and pound kind of cold weather approach. Sure. I don't I don't know if I buy that, though, because at that time of year, you have to go play in a cold weather environment, more than likely. Because let's be honest, if it's not Buffalo that has the number one overall seed, it's probably going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. And guess what? Arrowhead gets super cold and windy and awful as well in the winter. It's just something you have to deal with. Also, Josh Allen has the strongest arm in the NFL, plus he's a running quarterback. I'm not concerned about if the Bills have home field advantage or not. I think it's a benefit for them because their fans, if they have home field advantage, that's the raucous or second most raucous place in the NFL to play, perhaps besides Philly. So if I am the Bills, I want to be at home. I want to get the buy of home field advantage. Not only do you get that week off, but your fans don't have to travel and they will be loud and it will be cold. And then say you get a team like Miami having to go up there. That's much more detrimental to them than the Bills having to go down to Miami and play in maybe a little bit more heat. And listen, I'm not discounting that, Amber, but they have an indoor bubble. They can jack that heat up to 90, 95 degrees. When I covered the Detroit Lions, that was very common if they had to play in the South toward the end of the year. They did that, and you can simulate that way better than you can simulate the cold and wind that would be in Buffalo or even in Kansas City. You cannot simulate the humidity. That you cannot simulate, but not as terrible that time of year as it is in, say, August or September when it's stifling. We will get some wind. Speaking of wind tonight, it is going to be windy in New England tonight. And certainly we've seen that be a factor in these games against the Patriots. Whereas if the Patriots game plan tonight is to not make Mac Jones do much and to try to run all over this Bills team, we'll see how that Bills D handles things. This sort of feels like a must win for me for the Patriots, though. I mean, obviously, we're talking about how important it is for the Bills because of what they're competing for in terms of that division and in terms of the standings for the playoffs. If the Patriots lose this game, does it feel like it's over for the Patriots for you moving forward? No, it doesn't, in part because they have that tiebreaker over the Jets. They swept the Jets this year, and that if they do have the same, the same record, that will come into play, and there's no reason to think that they won't. I, I don't wouldn't say the season is over for New England, but this is a game that can solidify you as a real playoff threat versus a team that might get in as the seven seed or the six seed, and then you're probably getting a nice parting gift on the road the first week of the playoffs in a wild card game. Like that, to me, 
is what we're talking about here. But I think the Patriots, Amber, they do have a lot to prove tonight. Both, I think, listen, offensively, Matt Patricia's done, I think, a lot better job than a lot of people have thought he would at the beginning of the season, myself included. I mean, I was I was bagging on that decision for months. And he's, listen, they're in playoff contention, right? So I look at all that and I say, okay, they're doing a good job, but this is the type of statement game that can maybe put them into that conversation for the fifth seed and having to go play the number four seed in the AFC, which will be probably a much more difficult matchup than having to go play the two seed who could be the Dolphins or the Bills. And, and Amber, that's, I think, what we're talking about here because I don't think the Patriots necessarily match up well with either one. Is, is there one matchup right now in the playoffs, Amber, that you think the Patriots would be smarter to try and match up with than others at this point? No, I'm, I'm, I'm not with you. I'm not impressed, frankly, by the Patriots this season. I'm not impressed by the job Matt Patricia is doing offensively. I just don't. I don't think the Patriots are that good. I mean, I know they're sitting at six and five, and I understand they're in a very tough division with everybody over 500. I just have not been very impressed by the Patriots. I think what's been interesting is the way that the money has worked in terms of our friends at at DraftKings and when we're talking about and at Caesars, when we're talking about the way that the money has worked in, in betting is that there's a lot of money that's been pouring in on the Patriots because I think people are feeling like, well, the Patriots have kind of figured things out here <laughs> at this point in the season, and I just don't see it. Every time I watch them, I'm like, eh, I, I – I just don't find them very impressive. So, no, I don't think that there's any matchup that I think would be particularly advantageous to them. I think that the other teams in their division are better than this Patriots team outright. And I don't even know who the quarterback is going to be for the New York Jets. Well, yeah, that's fair. I mean, listen, it's going to be it's going to be the fourth most famous Mike White. It's going to be right. the fourth most famous Mike White. I mean, so it's going to be him like he's going to be the quarterback, I think, for the foreseeable future. They looked good last week. And I don't know how Robert Sala can move away from them now. Or well, him now, I, rather. Right. I, don't, I certainly don't think we're going to see it, but a tough matchup for the Jets against the Vikings coming up for Mike White. Coming up here on Canteen, Carlin, Amber Wilson, and Mike Rothstein filling in for the guys. Bills, Eagles, and Chiefs. Do you like that trio? Or you, do you like the field if we made you choose? That's coming up next. This is Canteen, Carlin, and ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. 
That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? We are fancy here on Canty and Carlin, Amber Wilson and Michael Rothstein filling in for the guys. You can watch us on ESPN Plus. You can also tweet to him at Mike Rothstein. You can tweet to me at Amber W Sports. So, Michael, something came up at our pre-show meeting that I thought was really interesting that our producer Eric posed. And it was whether you would feel more comfortable if I made you bet all of your money and all of your life savings, which I very strongly recommend against. Uh, But for the purposes of this, (laughs) if I made you bet all your tens of dollars on either taking to win the Super Bowl, the Eagles, the Chiefs and the Bills or the entire field, who are you going with? I actually will go with the Eagles, Chiefs, and Bills here because I think the entire field ends up being a misnomer, especially, especially if the Eagles and either the Bills or Chiefs get the number one seeds in the AFC and NFC, in part because of what we were talking about last segment, where I think it is much more difficult to play in cold weather situations in the playoffs. And I like the run game of the Eagles. I think the Eagles' defense is really good. They're loading up very similar, Amber, to me, like the Rams did last year. Linval Joseph and Dominican Sue, they were just hanging out. They were just watching. They were just trying to figure out where they might go. Well, they both go to the Philadelphia Eagles in the last couple of weeks, bolster that front seven. I'm just saying, I like, I like the Eagles so much that I feel very confident that that would be the right play, Amber. I'm guessing, however, you're going to disagree with me. Well, so I feel like you're limiting this to, like, you made this game even harder than I made it. I gave you three teams. You essentially are going with one team. So it almost sounds like if I was like, hey, would you take the Eagles or the field? You'd still take the Eagles. I feel very differently than you feel because I don't feel that there's one team that is the juggernaut this season. This NFL season to me is incredibly fun because of it, and I'm absolutely loving it. But I don't think that there's one team that has separated itself. I understand what the Eagles were doing, but then we saw the Eagles look human against, obviously, the commanders. We saw the Eagles only beat the Colts by one point. So they had a couple stumbles there, and you thought, all right, this team's beatable because we've seen them get beaten. And then the Kansas City Chiefs enter the conversation and they also look remarkable and they look like the chiefs that we're used to seeing they make me more comfortable frankly than the eagles do but we've also seen them get beat by the bills and the colts this season and even with the bills we've seen what's happened within their own division and games against the dolphins and the jets that they needed to show up for and still couldn't get the job done and the vikings as well so it feels like to me all of these teams as good as they are and i'm not taking anything away from them there's still teams that I would expect to be more likely in the Super Bowl. But if you're giving me the entire field, when it feels like there are other teams throughout the the NFL in both conferences 
that would you call me crazy if I was like, you know what? The Cowboys end up winning it. You know, is that so insane? Or no, it's the Vikings insane. end up winning it. You know, the 49ers, they get it done. I mean, that's just in the NFC alone, not even if we consider the Bengals, who, by the way, found themselves in the Super Bowl last season. And that's the sort of story that I could see happening this season where a team gets hot and gets healthy at the right time. And it's that team that we're not expecting. Yeah, but isn't that the story of the NFL every year, Amber? I mean, that was the Bengals last season. That was the Giants when they beat the undefeated Patriots way back a decade ago. These things happen. Like, there's no predicting some of it. So I'm going with the odds of saying you're giving me the top three teams on the board right now. I'm going to take that because you're giving me also two teams in the AFC. And I think the teams that are the two teams that are by far better than everybody else in the AFC. And you're giving me the team in the NFC that's probably going to be the number one seed. And going to Philly is going to be exponentially harder for almost any team in the NFC to face, including a team like San Francisco, because that weather is going to be a problem for that offense. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to feel pretty darn good in that situation to take those three teams. I, I just am. That, and to me, that comes with logic. I get where you're coming from. I do. However, I would rather have the three favorites and kind of let the ten, my tens of dollars maybe go to Vegas or go to Atlantic City or go to whoever it's going to go to. Maybe go to you if we're making this bet similarly, me versus you here. Then I would rather take the three favorites. I, I just would because I think each of those teams is better than the rest of the teams in the conference, and at least in the Bills and Chiefs case, I think it might be markedly. Every team in the NFL, Amber, loses. We know this. It's not like college football where you've got two teams that are undefeated and really three teams that are undefeated. Like, if you're going to lose games in the NFL, it's just part of when you play guys and attrition. So I'm not worried about them stubbing their toes and losing. I'm looking at, will they be healthy in the playoffs? And if they are, are they better than everybody else? And if the answer is that to those two questions is yes, I'm going to roll with those guys. I guess I don't feel that confident that those teams are that much better than everybody else. Like even if everybody's healthy, I don't feel that confident about that this season, strangely. And, and even though there has been domination, and particularly from that Eagles team, again, if my money is going with an entire field, just the way that I feel like the parity is this NFL season, and you're right. They always do lose in the NFL, except for in 1972 with my Miami Dolphins. Just saying, Michael. The field, by the way, according to our friends. <laughs> they still celebrate Caesars, it, by the way, every year. Yeah, well, it's, it's what we've got. You know, we don't, we don't have much uh, in, in the Dolphins world. The field, according to our friends at Caesar Sportsbook, is minus 115. The trio is minus 105. So not a huge disparity there, but the field is a more heavy favorite. Yeah, well, that's part of why this is a good conversation, right? If the, if, if the Vegas odds were stacked one way or the other, this would not be the fun conversation that we're having here right now on Canty and Carlin. That is like, true. And it yeah, is though I will, I will say this. You mentioned the Dolphins. You're Miami Dolphins. They are the one team that, when you're looking at the field, they are the one team in the AFC that I'm like, ah, you know, I, I kind of wish I had them. Because I think their offense is explosive enough that it can cause problems. And I really like their run game between Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert now to cause potential problems from the speed. That would be the one team member that I would look at. I mean, I love the way you're thinking. But I will say, if I'm being objective for a moment, even as a Dolphins fan, like, 
I, we're just trying to win a playoff game for the first time in a couple decades. You know, like we'll talk about Super Bowl after we get that job done. So coming up next here on Canty and Carlin, Amber Wilson and Michael Rothstein filling in for the guys. If you did not have World Cup fever, we will give it to you. That is next. It is crazy. Thing, crazy things are happening in the World Cup. We're going to get you ready for football next here on Canty and Carlin and ESPN Radio. But first, this word from FanDuel. Football season is heating up. So now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back in your fir- if your first bet doesn't win. All you have to do is sign up with promo code PLAY. The app is safe, secure, super easy to use. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. So sign up today with promo code PLAY for your no-sweat first bet Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? And Michael Rossi filling in for the guys here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Michael, yes. Do you, do you, be, do you believe? Do you believe? Because I, I believe. I believe that. that I'm I believe that we will win. I believe okay. that we will win. I wasn't sure where you were going there. I wasn't <laughs> sure whether you were going to go the Ted Lasso believe hit a sign, or if you were going to go I believe that we will win, which is obviously the United States. Big chances we can hear right now over here at Kathy and Carla. I'm just gonna let it play. Wow, we're doing the whole full one. There you go. Get into it, people. America. In, by the way, if you go to a bar, Amber, and I don't know if you've done this, and I've done this for multiple World Cup games, I've done this for games in Concacaf and the Gold Cup. 
you go to a real soccer bar, like a real soccer bar. I'm not talking mm-hmm. about one of the bars that, you know, is your local pub that they're just going to throw it on. I'm talking about a real soccer bar in the United States, and it is packed. Mm-hmm. You hear that chant, oh, I don't know. There's 90 minutes plus stoppage time. You're probably hearing it 75 times, and it's well worth it every time, Amber. There's no doubt about it. I, I've loved the World Cup. It's one, my favorite sporting event ever, and I I love going to communal places to watch it, and it's unfortunate. I believe the place that I used to go in New York, Nevada Smith's, uh, which was in Manhattan, I be, it was at one point labeled the best soccer bar in the country. I used to go there in 2002 to watch the World Cup. Mm-hmm. I believe it was 2002 at least. And it was packed every time. Like, did not matter what time the games were on. It was packed. You had to wait in line to get in. There were people that I met that quit their jobs just so they could go and watch every World Cup match. That seems ill-advised. Uh, I mean, but I appreciate, listen, I appreciate we were all in our 20s then, Amber. We were all in our 20s. We all make poor decisions in our 20s. And personally, I don't know, depending on what those jobs were that these gentlemen did, I don't know if it was actually a poor decision or not. But... There is excitement about this particular World Cup for the United States. And why? Because they are in the knockout rounds. This is not something that happens for the United States every four-year cycle. Heck, they don't even make the World Cup every four-year cycle. But this is a golden opportunity for the U.S. They play the Netherlands on Saturday morning. 10 a.m. Eastern. 10 a.m. Eastern. You can start watching at 9. My buddy who I went to the local pub in Atlanta where I live... He got messed up by the time, so he texted me at 12.30 being like, I'm going to the bar. And I was like, great, that's awesome. I'll be there in 45 minutes. He's like, why are you going to be late? And I'm like, well, it doesn't start till 2. He <laughs> thought it started at 1. So he was just sitting there. He right. didn't get a good table. James, bad idea. But uh, listen, here's what's going on with the U.S. and with the Netherlands. I'm looking down to make sure that we get this right. Like, I think this is a much closer matchup, especially if Christian Pulisic ends up playing. Now, he got hurt in the first half, scoring the Americans' lone goal in their win over Iran. Like, to me, his whether he or not he plays is a big difference maker here. But the United States has a real shot here, right? The United States are plus 310 on the three-way money line via Caesar Sportsbook. So those aren't the best odds here. But I think they've got a real shot. And then you look at what's coming after that. If they win Argentina or Australia, you want the Aussies because Argentina is, of course, a powerhouse with, you know, a guy that most people know in Lionel Messi. (laughs) But what's going on right now, Amber? Group E, it's going wild right now. Costa Rica took a 2-1 lead on Germany. Japan took a 2-1 lead on Spain. That would have eliminated Germany and Spain, two powerhouses in Europe. Germany has since rallied. They're now up 4-2. Spain and Japan are set to advance with three minutes left in each game. And I'm, I'm spent. It's been a really unpredictable World Cup on the world stage. Incredibly unpredictable. Also unpredictable from an American perspective because this team was so young and so inexperienced. We didn't really know what to expect. They've been doing great. They're now trying to make their third quarterfinal in history, in World Cup history. 1930, we made it. 2002, we made it. We are going to try to make it again. It would be a hot ticket if we made it. Hot Ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats, where you earn rewards with every purchase. Vivid Seats Rewards is your ticket to more tickets. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Coming up next... Can Zach Wilson redeem himself? This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio.
Cal Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio.